This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Let's talk about superbugs. Yeah, superbugs. They are likely to kill nearly 400,000 Canadians and cost the economy hundreds of billions of dollars in gross domestic product over the next 30 years. Those very stark and very scary numbers come from a recently released landmark report. It's an expert panel, and the report is called When Antibiotics Fail, the Growing Cost of Antimicrobial Resistance in Canada. And it says that the percentage of bacterial infections that are now resistant to treatment is likely to grow from the 26% that we had in 2018 to 40% by the year 2050. That is what's expected to cost Canada hundreds of thousands of lives, uh, more than $120 billion in hospital expenses and $388 billion in gross domestic product over the next three decades. So, of course, that begs the question, what are we doing about it? Let's talk more about this report now. Dr. John Conley joins us, an infectious diseases physician and a member of the expert panel that authored this report. Dr. Conley, thank you for being here. Well, thank you. These are some very scary numbers in here. Uh, absolutely. I think I liken this to a, um, a tsunami that's far out at sea, but it's going to be uh, landing on the shores much sooner than climate change. And I think this is a... Uh, uh, a fairly significant wake-up call for the general population and for our federal, provincial, territorial governments. Uh, and I wanted to just uh, state that this report, unlike other reports, uh, is very specific w- with respect to Canadian data. There have been other reports on superbugs and antibiotic resistance, but this particular report um, was honed to with a fine-tooth comb to look specifically at resistance to first-line antibiotic agents the trajectory of uh, where we've been and where we've come to to this point in time, where we think we're going to go, uh, and we think it's a very realistic report. And then uh, the uh, economic evaluation uh, was used um, to be able to, with a very sophisticated model, to look at what is the impact on the uh, gross domestic product uh, to the economy in terms of lost dollars. What are superbugs, Dr. Conley? So superbugs we can define as... um, uh, germs or microbes that are resistant to the commonly used uh, antibiotics. We often classify them as being resistant to uh, two or more uh, commonly used agents. And then we can move on to um, pan-resistant, where they're resistant to quite a large number in a panel, or to totally drug-resistant uh, uh, bacteria, which are even more worrisome. And how do we end up with superbugs? You know, uh, it's a complex uh, issue, but uh, and I wanted to just say that it has to be looked at from the perspective of a One Health lens. So what is One Health? One Health is the integrate uh, interplay between human health, food animal health, and the environmental health. So uh, because if you think of antibiotics being overused in any of those sectors, you get you know spraying of crops, yeah. you get spillage into the environment, you use them in humans, and overuse of antibiotics, antibiotic impregnated toys, face cloths, dish liquid, uh, all of that is spilling far too many antibiotics into the um, system. And then those resistance uh, gene determinants are getting into these microbes, causing 
antibiotic-resistant infections. Now, we've been warned about this for what, more than 20 years. Have we gotten better? I know that 20 years ago, the problem was, you know, we went to our doctor for a cold and we expected to get a prescription for that. Have, have we gotten better at, like, lowering those expectations? Uh, slightly, but oh. there is much more work to be done. And I think what this uh, report does, this panel's report, provides uh, a very accurate and precise picture of where we're at where we're going and for the first time started to attach some actual numbers to it in terms of attributable mortality and the economic burden. And that's what's different about this report than other things that we've seen in the last 20 years. Right. So then do you feel like we're still, we still expect that? Like we're going to the doctor, we have something wrong with us, we expect to leave with that piece of paper with a prescription? Unfortunately, uh, in many cases, uh, that, that occurs. But I want to emphasize that it's not just the doctor's office we're looking at this, and the panel's report is looking at food production animals, veterinary prescribing, and as well as uh, use of antibiotics that are spilling off into the environment. I think that's a key component that we need to take into consideration, not just going to the doctors and getting an antibiotic for a cold. And what about research into getting more drugs and stronger drugs? Are we not doing that? Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, I think we need to look past that. And if you look in the panel report, there's a great deal of um, emphasis on research and innovation. And uh, Canada is a very innovative country, uh, full of innovative people. Uh, it's not just new agents, but we need to look at alternatives to antibiotics. Can we manipulate the microbiome to get better health through that mechanism? Are there other things that can be done in terms of better hand hygiene and things that are not necessarily new antibiotic solutions, better diagnostic tests, earlier diagnosis? All of those things uh, come into play, and we need much more uh, innovation in those strategies uh, in addition to just, well, let's just get another new antibiotic. Because I think we've realized uh, these are living, breathing, biologic um, organisms. Uh, they're going to pick up resistance genes. So we've, we've got to come up with other innovative strategies. The, the class of drugs that we mainly still use to fight infections, is this the same kind of class of antibiotics that were discovered decades and decades ago? Yes, there's been very few actually new uh, families or classes of antibiotics that have come to the market in the last uh, 20 years. And that, that, that's part of it. And if you look at the pharmaceutical industry, um, there's much more money to be made in drugs that can be taken for a lifetime. You think of you know, blood pressure or diabetic medications as opposed to antibiotics that are a short course therapy. So some incentivization for new antibiotics. But again, I want to emphasize there are many other alternatives to antibiotics biotics that need to be looked at. And that's where the innovation uh, uh, capsule lies. So if we don't do this then, Dr. Conley, what kind of illnesses are we talking about that could lead to bigger problems? Is it some very basic things that you could end up not having a treatment for? Uh, absolutely. And we're seeing in some parts of the world, um, and you've probably heard about some of the medical tourism, people going to uh, Middle East, uh, the Indian subcontinent, the Far East, Latin, South America, they're getting uh, hips, knees done, uh, they're getting uh, uh, transplanted organs, and then they're bringing back uh, very drug-resistant organisms because there are some jurisdictions in the world where uh, th there are no controls uh, with respect right. to uh, antimicrobials. They just go to a store and pick up whatever they like. So, uh, yes, the, the scenario of, of uh, seeing patients where we have no treatments is uh, certainly a frightening one. So what can we do then? Like as individuals, how do we keep this in mind? How do we change our habits? 
So I think it's important to look at, uh, you know, do I need to buy uh, as an individual antimicrobial resistant uh, soaps, uh, dishwashing liquid, uh, impregnated toys, towels, uh, is that good for the environment? Um, and then uh, you need to look at, well, uh, do we need to have uh, antibiotics being used in the foodstuffs that we're uh, purchasing? Um, there is a trend now in some settings to go to antibiotic-free foods, uh, you know, raised without antibiotics. Uh, that's an important thing for the general public. And then uh, responsibility uh, rests with the individual or a family member if you're taking a child or an elderly parent is this a respiratory infection really a bacteria or a virus? Are there diagnostic tests that can be done? Is there an option for a wait-and-see approach? All of those need to be taken into consideration. So do we essentially, we have to be more skeptical whenever we think of the word antibiotic? Uh, I would say not skeptical, but a better uh, choice of term might be we have to think wisely think judiciously, do I actually need this antibiotic? Um, you know, is it being thrown around uh, too liberally? Um, the doctor's trying to shoo me out of the office or the nurse practitioner. And remember, it's not just physicians. In many provinces now, we have pharmacists, uh, nurse practitioners, uh, midwives, uh, even in some settings, uh, dental hygienists who are able to do uh, prescribing. So I think you need to look at the entire prescribing um, health professionals uh, and ask very good questions about whether it's absolutely necessary or not. Right, but you also talked about like even our home products. Like we have a tendency these days to want to wipe everything down, right? To make it all absolutely uh, antiseptic. Yes, but you know, uh, let's go back to good old-fashioned elbow grease and soap and water. Uh, it's the physical friction that's probably the most important in uh, making everything clean. Uh, we, we've existed for many years without that. Uh, it's not absolutely necessary to be using uh, antibiotic and antiseptic laden because again if you don't get rid of the um, physical uh, uh, elements and the protein and the other things that are left behind uh, no amount of antiseptics even going to penetrate them so no substitute for good old-fashioned elbow grease. Do you think sometimes we've we've just come to rely too much on that like oh that's the easy thing for us to do as opposed to scrubbing our hands and making sure that we're all clean? Absolutely I would say that that's part of it and we need to uh, just rethink some of the uh, basic elements. And so in some respects, it's a little bit of back to basics. Sounds good. Dr. Conley, thank you so much for that advice today. You're welcome. That is Dr. John Conley, an infectious diseases physician and a member of the expert panel that authored this report.